0: To Welcome to He Said, She Said Razor Branding Podcast with Michael Russo and Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit BrandRusso.com.
1: Welcome to He Said, She Said Razor Branding Podcast with Michael and Jackie Russo. Michael, today's guest is Sean Schnipper with Trans Service. It's a logistics company. You know, we like the non glamorous businesses here and, uh, I think that most people think, oh, it's B2B, but boy, that's the most exciting stuff to me. And I think Sean takes us down a journey of what it's like to be the marketing director at a company like that. And so to hear the inner workings of how their different departments work together, not just silos, how they support each other, the work that they do to get the word out. uh, I think it's a fascinating step inside the life of a marketing director at a really big company and some of the challenges that they face.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and really, you know, it was logistics company and B2B and which would have been interesting in itself, but we didn't talk much about that. We talked about his role as a marketing director, his challenges for managing a brand manager for a very large company with a lot of people, um, a lot of points of contact, a lot of touch points. And um, and I thought that was fascinating to kind of, you know, those are the people that we work with every day, marketing directors from all all over the country, different industries. And and really it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you think I have to be in a silo of an industry, but you know it he has the same issues that he would have in any other industry that that would be if he was technology if he was service if he was whatever it may be um he talked the language of a marketing director and i I, like i said i enjoyed that part of it
1: yeah no so without further ado y'all check him out welcome to the podcast sean schnipper sean thanks so much for making the time for us today
2: jackie i appreciate the time looking forward to talking to you and michael moore
1: Man, it's great. You know, we get people, we've had, and, and Michael will attest to this we've had some amazing guests. Um, we've had some authors, we've had some uh, really smart. Uh, tech guys, but you are one of the people I've been looking forward to ever since you got on the calendar, because as a director of marketing, you're in the trenches every day. And I think that when I look at what our listeners are trying to um, learn and hear from others, it's exactly what you're going through. So maybe you can start us off just by kind of talking about your roles and responsibilities within the company. And then I want to start talking about the website project that y'all just came through, because I think that's a fascinating story.
0: And maybe, you know, not to jump in, but um, maybe talk a little bit about the company itself, uh, where you guys are at, what you do, a little background. Sure.
2: Not not a problem, Jackie and Michael. So basically, uh, Sean Schnipper, I'm Director of Marketing for TransService Logistics. Uh, TransService is a fleet leasing and logistics company. So uh, from a nutshell, uh, what we do is we work on and lease trucks for major corporations, so major corporations will reach out to Service for either our maintenance or fleet leasing. Uh, we do dedicated contract carriage, uh, maintenance, uh, leasing, uh, many different avenues when it comes to uh, anything that has to do with trucking, more or less. So my role here for Service is, as a director of marketing, is how do we push our brand, you know, who exactly is Trans Service? What's the best way to go to market? Who do we explain who we are? How do we get more customers? Whether it be through uh, social media, whether it be through e blast whether it be through trade shows. So it's a lot of different markets that we have to kind of uh, attack here. Uh, not only are we looking for a new business, but we're also looking to recruiting drivers and technicians. So how do we market to them as well? So it's been a, a very exciting, almost eight years here already. Uh, the landscape is forever changing. Uh, like we always say, you, you know, if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind. So how do we stay ahead of, all of our competitors and how do we put uh, service the, the best foot forward?
1: That was great in terms of like a really awesome overview. People kind of get the feel for it. When you were talking, I heard you mention six different departments um, that I feel like you're directly involved with. So I want to know how siloed, are you all, or do you feel like you are directly involved in obviously marketing? You talked about social media, you talked about sales, you talked about HR, you talked about digital because of the website. So do you oversee all of it or do you have your own part and then you're coordinating with other department heads? Sure.
2: So my part is directly uh, marketing. So that includes uh, social media, but as you mentioned, you know, we have an HR department, we have a recruiting department, we have sales, which obviously we all know marketing and sales work hand in hand. Uh so uh, while I might be siloed under the marketing head, we, we don't really think of ourselves as being in a silo. You know, we all have uh you know great professional atmosphere here. We've been working together for many years. Uh trans service, uh, we like to think of ourselves as a you know, family friendly company in a sense where nobody leaves. You know, some of my uh, co workers just down the hall, you know, been here for 30, 40 years. It's a great place to work. So these people all have knowledge of the industry. You would be foolish not to, you know, ask a question. You know, I, I think if you feel like you know everything, you, you don't know anything. You know, there's so many different things to learn from our co workers. Uh, you know, you can sit there and read blog posts all the time, but why read blog posts when you can just knock on a door and answer a question and get the real life uh professional opinions?
1: Absolutely. And so when um when you're thinking about the way that you work with these employees who've been there forever and ever, which is amazing. I mean, you're eight years, you've got 30 and 40 year co-workers, which I didn't even think was possible anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always say nobody stays around forever and retires with the gold watch, except apparently at trans service, which is yes. awesome. Y'all are doing something right. Um, and so how do you manage the day to day? How big is your team? Are you solo? Do you have a bunch of people underneath you?
2: So... I wouldn't say anybody's underneath us. You know, we like to think of ourselves all as equals, more or less. You know, obviously I had my manager, who is uh, senior vice president of uh, sales and marketing, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I have myself and another teammate, and we work uh, hand in hand. Uh, You know, no job is too big or too small for the marketing department. You know, we jump out as a team. You know, we divide and conquer sometimes if some projects are larger. Uh, So service is overall 1,200 uh, associates currently. You know, that does include drivers and technicians. Our corporate office is in Lake Success, New York, which is on Long Island. We have roughly about 35 people uh, throughout the day coming in and out of the office. And, you know, we have all the different managers in the, in the office. As mentioned, you know, HR, you have the people who are doing warranty. You have the people who are doing safety. You have the presidents here. You have the vice president is here. So, you know, we have so many different, you know, the accounts are payable, accounts are receivable. These are all people who we all help each other, you know, as it sounds, you know, we're a a fairly large corporation in a grand scheme of things, but we all take our jobs as professionals, but we also take our jobs as teammates. You know, nobody thinks they're better than another person. Uh, The president has open door policy, uh, come and go, ask questions as we please. Uh, his, his famous saying is, I, I don't know what you don't know. You know, so if, you know, if you, if you don't know an answer to something, ask, ask him, he's not going to know that you don't know it, unless you raise your hand. And, you know, we kind of all live under that same uh, mantra where, you know, is too big for each other. You know, anybody who's new, who joins the company, uh, we take them out for lunch. Uh, we have uh, monthly luncheons throughout the company. The company, uh, kindly pays for. So, like I said, we keep this as a family-friendly company. That's how the founders created it over 50 years ago and with the new executive team kept it the same way. And, you know, Jackie, to your point, 30 and 40, you don't hear about that anymore. 30, 40 years is, you know, almost a whole career. And these people have enjoyed their time here that they keep on, uh, you know, coming in every day. Feel like the passion is still there with the work, and you know everybody's happy. It's a great place to work. I,
0: and that sounds a lot that. To do. That sounds a lot to do with like you know the company culture. Um, do y'all spend specific time trying to um, instill that or promote it, or is it just something that organically has happened over the years since you've been around for so long?
2: You know, that's a great question, Michael. Uh, it 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 kind of is a marketing and an HR initiative. And it comes organically in a sense where we don't have meetings, you know, marketing and the HR team. We just have programs in place that kind of foster it. So, you know, we do a lot of charity events and, and it's amazing how the team gets together to help local charities and nationwide charities. And we don't have to force it. It's not like we say. Hey, donate this uh, book, you know, for this charity event and you get a day off. No, people just want to do this stuff, you know. So we we don't force it. It it kind of happens organically. Uh, and then I think it's just by the people who we hire. You know, it, it's a certain thing you're looking for. You know, you gotta you want obviously the best person in the position, but it doesn't hurt when you're just a good person. And, you know, as I mentioned, the eight years here. We all get along over those eight years. It's a it's really great culture here. Uh, we enjoy coming into work each day. We enjoy not only helping service to better the business, but we also like helping Long Island. You know, there's a lot of char- local charities that we work with. So it kind of happens organically when you see the person next to you is stepping up to help. You want to step up and help as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, it, do you find it hard? I know with some of our clients that are that are larger, that have... You know, big geographic footprints. The heart, the bigger you are, the farther you are spreading out. The harder it is to maintain that culture once you get further away from you know home base. Um, How do you kind of deal with that part of it when when you have people that aren't connected as much on the day to day that that you are?
2: Yeah, it's a good question, especially with our industry in the sense where we have you know truckers who are you know literally over the road. You know, they don't really have a home base. They're coming in and out of the shops. We have technicians, uh, you know, throughout, you know, we're we're in uh, United States, Canada and Puerto Rico. So, yeah, we are widespread. Uh, Not only do we have to account for everybody who speaks English, but we also have to account for our French speaking in Quebec. We have to also uh, account for our Spanish speaking in uh, Puerto Rico. So while the world has gotten larger in the sense where, you know, we're continuing to build so much technology has made things easier to communicate. You know, we do have our town halls, we have our social media posts, we have our accompanying newsletter. Uh, You know, obviously we have internal e-blasts and FYIs that are keeping everybody afloat and we make sure to get everybody combined. You know, like I mentioned, we translate into French, we translate into, to uh, Spanish. We want our team to know where we're heading. We don't, you know, hide anything behind closed doors, but we let everybody know if there's a new business that we signed, if there's a new associate who's joined the company. Uh, we typically don't really call each other employees. We call each other associates. I think it's kind of also a great way of kind of making everybody feel like they're part of their team and that not everybody is, you know, one person's under the other person. So, you know, we're, we're always trying to find ways to kind of push not only our brand, but also keep our, our teammates afloat of what's going on.
1: And and I love that. Um, I think that a lot of teams struggle with communication internally, externally. And so when I hear you talk about how long people have been there, the monthly lunches, I just, um, you know, to Michael's point, he's trying to define the culture. And it sounds like it really is inside out, top to bottom, bottom up. Y'all are making sure that this permeates at every level. And so kudos to you and to the trans service team because we talk to a lot of companies um, whether it's through the podcast or through our regular work, that is not easy to do. And y'all need to be recognized for that. I think that's awesome. When you're having these monthly luncheons, are you also working in some ongoing professional development time? Do you bring in coaching training? Um, How do y'all handle that?
2: So we we don't have anything that's, you know, state uh, or like stated in the sense where it has to happen. You know, our executive teams are completely open for us to build on our professionalism. So uh, we have an open book in the sense where if we wanna take uh, college courses, if we wanna call in a professional public speaker to teach us, it's no questions asked. uh, If it's gonna help us build our career paths, they are completely on board. They have stated this many times that uh, your development does not end when, when you come here. They wanna build professionals. They want us to be a better, Team member structures, you know, and I think a lot of these charity events are team building in a sense. You know, uh, we're all together. We we do have a uh, Midwest office as well in Des Plaines, Illinois. And it's fun because we have a lot of internal competitions with them. We, you know, who can raise more food for charity? Is it going to be the Long Island office or is it going to be the Des Plaines office? Just stuff like that, uh, which is a fun way to kind of get everybody together. And obviously, it's added into newsletters. It's added across our social media pages when they happen. So we we're here to work. That's obviously the main objective. But we're also, you shouldn't hate having to go to work. You know so we try to find ways to make it a enjoyable atmosphere like i said open door policy is fantastic uh there's no special parking spots for anybody we're <laughs> we're all just regular people uh you know we we all you know enjoy each other's company we all enjoy working with each other and that just creates a better work experience overall why wouldn't you want that you know if you really just think about it in a granular senses wouldn't the executive teams want people to enjoy where they work? Uh, that's just what I would think.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think w- what a lot of people struggle with too is um, the thought leadership aspect, which is a big buzzword right now in the world. But um, having the ability to, like right now I'm talking to you and I would swear it's your company, you know, I mean, you have ownership, obviously, you know, um, um, and you want everybody to have that. I think, um, you know, in, in some larger corporations, the CEO and his immediate leadership team have a hard time translating that down the pipe, you know, to say that if I talk to the guy, you know, eight feet away from me, he's going to have the same ownership that I have in it and same pride and the same, all those things. And really instilling that and making that part of your, part of your culture, but part of your way of life, you know, to where people are educated on the company and, and what you do and, and, and they're, and they're engaged. And, um, just looking at your, your social media accounts right now, I mean, it's great numbers and, uh, obviously there's a great engagement with, with your clients and probably internally as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to social media, you know, as I kind of used the buzzword earlier, it's a, it's a living and breathing, more or less, you know, uh, we're tra- constantly trying to find ways to, you know, engage not only prospects, customers, of course, but we also want to engage our teammates, you know, we want them to, to go on to the social platforms, we want them to, you know, Ask answer questions. You know, you you amazed of how many times a prospect or just somebody who's interested in the business asks a question on our social media. And sometimes, you know, I don't even have to tap somebody in the shoulder. Somebody would just reach out and answer that question because they're passionate about the business. And you know, the the great thing about uh, Trans Service is that you know people are passionate when they go home. You know, people like talking about the business. You're you're constantly selling who we are who, you know, why we are a great place to work or why we're a great place to do business with. So social media become an extension of that because it's not no longer just work hours. You know, you can tout how great you are, you know, from a stereotypical nine to five on a Monday to Friday, but now you can even answer and talk to people outside of work hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact that you have 150,000 followers on Facebook for a B2B company to say that, it's kind of impressive. It just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah,
2: you know, uh, Facebook has been a great uh, source of, you know, pushing our brand. Uh, we understand, you know, where our, you know, different prospects are. And, you know, as I mentioned, is that we're also recruiting, marketing for recruiting for driver's technicians, you know, and those people are on social media. So a lot of people think of, hey, you got LinkedIn is, should be your only business social media that you're kind of going after well yes we're using social media i mean linkedin for social media for who we are business-wise but we're also using facebook to show a lot of the drivers and technicians and you know associates are looking for some corporate jobs as well of who trans services so we make sure we not only tackle uh, linkedin we tackle facebook we're also on twitter Uh, We're on Instagram as well, because we also know that people love looking at trucks. People people love looking at mechanics working on trucks. That's our clientele. So we have a great following as well on uh, Instagram. So we make sure that we kind of take time to review how the social media numbers are working, what posts are working, what posts can be tweaked for next time. Uh, overall themes of the post are people more engaging to you know internal posts about you know us winning an award or is it more about people learning about our services? So there's so many different aspects of our social media that we are constantly reviewing as a team and not only from a marketing standpoint. you know I we have uh, weekly uh, calls for the sales team and a marketing team. and I say on every call when I present what's going on in the marketing world, I explain that this is not a marketing initiative. It's a company-wide initiative for our social media pages. So I op- always open it up that if any of our sales people, if anybody on the safety, if they have a post that they think will help our business, send it over to us. You know, there's a good chance we're going to review it, but there's a good chance it's going to get posted. You know, we don't want it to be a, you know, a monopoly in the sense where only marketing has control of this. This is a company initiative. Uh, Yes, we might be the gatekeeper of it, but we're always willing to listen to different voices throughout the company. Right.
1: You you know, Sean, as you're talking about how your company works together, how the team works together, I don't (laughs) hear fear. I'm scared to answer a question on social media as an employee. Therefore, I sit quietly. I don't hear ego. I've got to have a parking space with my name on it up front. I don't hear greed. Greed. We're not being pie and lunch for everybody. That's too expensive. That's not in the budget. What I hear is a company that's doing it right from the inside out and from the outside in across multiple locations, multiple territories, um, thousands of employees. And when we talk about building a brand, that's the way to begin. Because if you don't have those things working right, then it's fake messages. But you all, because you're living the story, you're able to authentically tell the story. And that is engaging and captivating and and draws people in. So, you know,
0: kudos to (laughs) y'all. Yeah, for our um, our listener at home, that's called authenticity.
2: Yeah, you know, Michael, that's a great way to put it. And I appreciate the kind words, uh, Jackie, is you, you often hear the buzzword drinking the kool-aid you know and that's always been a fear of myself so if you're talking about fears it's a fear of almost drinking the kool-aid you you don't want to drink the kool-aid you just want it to be organic as you mentioned earlier and it is organic it's not like we sit you down and saying you got to be a good person you got to do this you got to do these charity events you you have to do no we don't force anybody nobody is you know Sat down and having a, a talking to about you. Know, you didn't smile enough in the hallways. No, this is just who we are, and as I mentioned, it's recruiting's part as well. You know, recruiting is taking the times to find a correct culture fit. Uh, you know, obviously tying in with you know being the best person for the position, but it it works. You know, so I'm going to say kudos to the recruiting department for doing a fantastic job of just keeping the the flow of. Associates coming through that work with what we're trying to push here at TransService.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the big website project that y'all did a couple months ago. Um, was everything handled internally? Did you outsource parts of it to any of your agency partners? How did you do all that?
2: That's a great question, Jackie. Uh, so we we started the conversation probably. I'm going to say the end of Q4, maybe. November December early January uh we started discussing you know that we want to revamp the site which is the best way to do it uh so yes we did pull some different companies and gathering gatherings. I have some ideas of how they think we should kind of go in with the business uh you know giving us some different design ideas showing us some different uh, suggestions of what they've done for some of their other clients and while all of these companies were were reputable and you know, we, we almost accounted it to be like house hunting. You know, you can go in there, you can look at 20 houses, you can look at 50 houses and all of them had some great features. Everybody had something great to say, but then we sat down at the executive marketing and even some of the sales level explaining how we wanted our vision and who else to better explain your vision than internally. So we kind of said, we can do this. We have the resources. You know, we have a fantastic ID, IT department as well. Uh, you know, we do have a web development team that helps. Uh, we do have a hosting team that you know we can have some buy-in, some questions from them. So we sat down and started planning some blueprints on the back end by ourselves, and we weren't very serious at the time. We were just saying, "Is this a possibility?" So as we were kind of you know playing around with you know internally creating a website while doing our everyday functions, so it wasn't like we're just doing a website, forget about everything else. No, this is now a part of our job uh, project list. And so we said, how much time do you think it's going to have? When do we think we can launch it? So we started creating a timeline, and then it's amazing how a timeline constantly is changing because we have a trade show. That's our biggest trade show of the year. We want to launch it by this time. So now we're working back from when this trade show is happening. And so we sat down and we said, we can do this. You know, as a team, we were excited for the opportunity. It was a challenge. Uh, once again, fear might have crossed our mind. Can we really do it? But we said, no, let's challenge ourselves and really, you know, dive in. Uh, So, yes, we began building our website. We created it. We worked throughout it and we finalized it and launched it all internally. Uh, We appreciated the times that the other companies worked with us and gave us ideas, but we said we can do this on our own. And uh, we're very happy with uh, the way it came out. Uh, Once again, to use the same buzzword, it's living and breathing. You know, we're constantly working on ways to tweak it. Uh, You know, people say, is it done? It's never going to be done, Jackie, just because every quarter there's something new that changes, there's a new uh, regulation that we have to account for, there's a new feature that our business wants to push. So what we want is to create an experience where people don't feel like, "Eh, I've seen the website, I don't need to go back. We want it to be an experience that people want to keep on going back to. Checking in where where we constantly we do new blog posts we we average roughly I'm gonna say three blog posts a week you know uh we we add our social media posts there as well uh so we are we're always looking for ways to to bring a new feature we want to be ahead of the curve than our competitors uh you know as the, the saying is you know. Th- if you're not going forward, you're falling behind. So we won't, always are pushing ourselves to, to reinvent the site to, while we like the usability right now and the user interfaces and the user experience, we talk to our customers. You know, As I mentioned, we were able to lost, uh, launch it before that trade show that we wanted to, but guess what? We talked to some of the customers there and they had some suggestions. So we took down our notes, we brought it back to the team And we discussed, can we do this, you know, and we were able to make some changes. Some changes are still pending, but we are always looking for customer feedback. We're always looking for user feedback, internal feedback. Hey, you know, we have a great team of 1,200 people here. If they have a suggestion for us, we're gonna listen. You know, once again, I mentioned, these are the professionals. Marketing is just a, a piece of the pie here overall. We want to get the buy-in from the complete team. We want to obviously make sure that the company is happy with the site, but also you want to have pride in where you work. We want the you know associates who are telling their friends or telling their children to go check out the website. We want them to be pride, have pride in the website, and feel comfortable that they they know that it looks like a, a serious site. You know, we want it to look like an informational site. We don't want to give too much information, you know, because we want people to, to call us or reach out and we can help them further. So there's some different tactics. There's some, uh, you know, some some fun leave outs on purpose, as I would call it, you know, to get some more engagement. But it's it's all part of the experience, you know. And, and I hope, you know, not only, you know, Michael and Jackie who've, who've checked out the site, we want everybody who listens to this podcast as well, check it out you know reach out to me you know if they have any suggestions you know we're we're o- always open to hear feedback we love constructive feedback as well we we don't take uh, any insults whether it be from you know uh, prospects or whether it be from you know uh, drivers or technicians who are you know checking out our site to see if they want employment here you know we're we're willing to listen to anybody
1: and that's transservice.com for listeners at home www.transservice.com A history of service, a tradition of excellence. See, I got to put the plug in there, Sean. That way they know it. They're driving. They can remember it, write it down. Let's look it up later.
2: Jackie, you know branding right there. That's all it is, is branding.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right, Sean. That's exactly right. So you do work with some outside agencies, right? You've got a PR agency. You use some other resources. Um, As an in-house marketing director uh, who's trying to leverage all the assets and talent you have internally, and um, the assets and resources you have externally, what's that balance like?
2: So it, it, it is a balance in the sense where, you know, we, we have a great marketing team. We do have plenty of people who can pitch in and help. You know, IT helps us greatly. The sales team helps us greatly as well. But the balance is, is, I guess you could say the ROI, you know, is it worth us doing some programs in house or does it make more sense to reach out to an outside agency who could help us further and alleviate a little bit of, you know, stress on time and resources internally, you know, but then you have that, that constant, uh, push and pull, you know, cause, Yes, when you when you take an agency on from outside, there's a cost attached to it. You know, is the cost it, uh, worth what we're going to get in return? You know, that's the ROI right there. So, it's you know we're always willing to listen. Uh, you know, we we know what our strengths and weaknesses are overall, and we know that you know sometimes outside help is is needed. So we're not ashamed to to reach out. We're not ashamed to, to hear a proposal. Uh, We've learned plenty of things. As I mentioned, just talking about the new website launch, we're willing to listen, you know, uh, and we're willing to make a decision internal. You know, it, we have a lot of uh, brilliant minds here that we, I work with. So, you know, to question them and to, to take them in as well, it's, uh, you know, it, it makes it part of the overall experience better, and also in the sense where we know we made the right choice. So to only do things internally, like the website, and not hear about the opportunities outside, we would never know that we were happy with our end result. Could we always could have done the whole, would have been better if we would have went outside. Right. So to take the time to discuss with outside agencies, to take the time to discuss internal, you make an overall better decision uh, that works best for your company.
1: No, and that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I I know that a lot of the people who are in your position are always faced with that challenge of resources to ROI, uh, manpower to skill sets. And so assembling a team internally and externally requires really quite the house of cards kind of balancing act. And so when you're thinking about leveraging outside resources, What's that process that you go through? So you've made the decision, we're going to sub this out. We're going to go get somebody. How do you know if it's a freelancer, small agency, big agency, what criteria do you look at? And this is more because I know a lot of people who sit in a similar seat to yours are facing this challenge on a regular basis. And I'm sure they want to know, how do other people do it? Because they want to learn from people who've walked before them.
2: Sure. The the easiest way to answer that would be it's the world of the internet and exploring first of all you have Google is an amazing tool you know it's amazing how you can look through and research some companies but the amazing part is is that and I bet you everybody who's a marketing uh, manager or director or just an admin right now who's working their way up the uh, marketing uh, ladder we get uh, inundated with so many uh, people reaching out to us through email that it's almost as if we don't have to search yet. People come to us with touting who they who they are. Uh, does it work at the top the, the time right now? Do you need that kind of assistance? So what you do is you obviously research the company. Uh, references are huge. Uh you know, there's many times that people have used me as a reference, or I've called upon other people's references for an outside agency. uh you know, you almost you think that references are like a thing of the past, but no, it's still huge I, I if I'm looking at a website and it's just easy to talk about the new website. people when they uh sent out their to review their their agency, here's some of my recent companies that we worked with. So we checked out their websites. Is this online with what we wanna do? Do we even wanna move forward with them? If not, do we wanna then shake the deck and then look on Google and check out similar companies to them? So we're always looking uh, to see if the company is reputable. We're always looking at different references. Uh, we, we take the time to research overall too. It's not like you just have one and done. Hey, we know that you're not the only player in the town. Uh, so, Yes, while you might, you know, give us some kind of proposal, we're not going to say yes or no on the phone right away. You know, we want to take time to sit back and review it. But we also pull in five, six, seven different other companies. You know, when we were talking about the website launch, it wasn't like we were just talking to either ourselves or one outside agency. We were getting quotes from I think up to ten different uh, outside web development companies at that time. You know, so and what we did is we we listened to everybody. We then broke it down to about five, had those other five, you know, give that proposal as well, broke it down even further. So we're constantly breaking it down to see if it's the correct fit and ask the the, the tough difficult questions. You know, I I also think that people get uncomfortable questioning. It's a good thing to question. You know, you, you kind of, the last thing you want to do is hire on an outside agency and then get thrown off by either the way that they work or the way that they answer your questions or just the way that they go about their business. So you basically want to feel comfortable with whoever you're uh, hiring to. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, as we mentioned throughout here, trans service is a culture fit. Whoever works here, we're not going to bring in an outside agency. That's going to ruffle some feathers. Who's, you know, it doesn't fit in with who we are. You know, it just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make the flow any better. And as I mentioned earlier, we all for for at least what I think, we all like coming into work. We all enjoy it. Why would we then hire an outside agency who is now gonna make somebody frustrated to have to go into work who doesn't even work for us? So you you want to ask these uncomfortable questions, you wanna, you know, get the the feeling that you can work with these people. Uh, you, you want to get the feeling that they are here to do what they say they're going to do. So just, I guess, to break the the mold of being too comfortable. Sometimes it's okay to be uncomfortable when you're asking questions.
1: I think Mike is muted, but he has some really great comment he's about to make. I can tell.
0: I do. I was I was clicking my, my keyboard earlier. Um, no, I, I think, you know, when it comes to... Uh, you know, we work with a lot of marketing directors and I think they, they fall into three categories and it's such an important relationship. I mean, you're, you're right. If it's not a good fit, I mean, and, and for us as well as an agency, we've, in in our years of of doing this, we finally got the wisdom of realizing that we're not the best fit for people as well. And, um and we, we know sometimes right away, you know um I think Jackie, her team do a good job of kind of filtering that out and not putting us in a bad position where we're order takers or we're, you know, not heard or, or seen or not really a partners. And I think, you know, marketing directors, I think it's three categories. I, I wrote it down just now. They're either territorial, they're fearful of outside and, and, and you know, and aggression, and, and they're not going to, they're not going to fully commit to it. They're either jaded. They've been doing it too long. that They, oh, marketing doesn't work or yeah, I'll do this because I have money for it or I'm throwing money at it, but I really, don't, I don't think it's going to work, which happens more often than you think. And then um, the, the partner, you know, there's probably other categories, but the partners who we like, people that really uh, invest in that relationship, and 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 they know they know the boundaries that they're, they're set up early enough. Um, and so many like our, of our long-term retainer clients that we've had for years now, there's a personal relationship with the marketing director, um, and it, and it's and it's it's business, but at the same time, we understand their headaches and their problems and they're, what they're going through, and we're trying to make our job is to make them look good. I mean. We, I don't care if we have credit for it or anything. I want to make sure that, that they're successful in that. But without that communication and that partnership agreement and that that vibe, then it's usually not going to work out.
2: That's a great point, uh, Michael. And I never really thought of it that way. And it's it true. You know, Just like you said, you break it down into three different uh, buckets of uh, people that can fall into it. We, As transers, you also look at that in our you know customers as well. When we're proposing business, same thing. You know, if people have fear that we're replacing. Or we have, you know, people who are on board. You have people who are questioning. And that's okay to fall into a bucket, you know. And I agree that I think what, what I like in my partnerships is somebody who wants to be a partner. You know, I don't want to tie myself to a company who's going to steamroll the process because then it takes it away from me. I want to still be a voice but I also feel as though I want a partner who's willing to listen, you know? And I think that's essentially what a partnership is, but I think that's a winning partnership is two people who are willing to listen. A, people who are willing to uh, question as well. Uh, I also don't want a partner who is just going to yes me. I want somebody, I'm hiring you guys for a reason. I want your professional input. B I want you guys to then come back and question me, saying, I think we should go in this direction. I, I think there is a correct, you know, push and pull with a partnership, but I think it's if two people who are willing to be in a relationship in a sense of a, a business relationship together, who is willing to the end result is to help the agency, the end result is to help the company if both people are willing to push forward in a professional manner and question each other, there shouldn't be any kind of animosity, in in the questioning it should be, we're both questioning because we're passionate about moving forward. And I think that's only going to help both sides overall. And people are going to be excited to work together because you see the passion from the person uh, from the outside agency and you see the passion from the company. So when uh,
0: people are passionate, uh, good things usually happen. Absolutely. Jackie has like a rule of, what is it? The three strikes rule or the two, I don't know how many it is now.
1: It's, It's three strikes is kind of how I look at it. I feel like, you know, you hire an expert for their wisdom and their expertise, and they bring that knowledge to you and they say, this is my professional recommendation. And then someone says, oh, but I don't really like that color, or I don't really want that option, or that's not how I envisioned it in my mind, whatever it might be. Well, then the expert has another chance, a second chance to say, well, based on best practices and based on these realities and based on these things, this is the best answer. Client gets to say, "Mm, no, I, I, I asked somebody and my neighbor said, or my secretary said, or my friend said, the expert gets one more shot. And at that point, that's it. You have to recognize and respect the fact that it's the client's money and the, the client says whatever the client says, you've done your part. But now if you just keep beating up that dead horse, you're going to lose any equity you've built into the relationship. And so you've got to know your place and appreciate that it's their budget. So you get a rule of three, in my opinion.
2: I like that, Jackie. No, it, it definitely does uh, make sense. Uh, as you mentioned, you're you're hiring a professional who's doing it better than you are, you know, you, you take the pride to go out to an outside agency, you should also take the pride into listening to what their recommendations are. Yes, there are parameters, we all understand that there are certain parameters you just can't cross, but at the same time, you have to respect the wisdom that you're hiring in. And I think that ties back into doing your research. You know, you, you're hiring this outside company because you've done your research. You've liked what they've done with the other people who you reviewed. Uh, you've gotten feedback from people you probably pulled and asked questions to. Why now stop? Well, you, you've gone so far. Why also now are you, you know, backtracking or getting nervous? You've already put your, you've really put your, your, out your cards that you're willing to go with this company so why am i also now hiding things so i like that rule of three but i I
0: think too yeah and you know as and you know this more than anybody as a marketing person um very seldom do we rarely do we question certain things like if i have a um, architect come to the house or an engineer or somebody that's way smarter than i am which happens a lot i'm very seldom gonna say you know what i think you should use the a-frame over the whatever i don't have access to that knowledge i'm gonna have to trust them right Um, and marketing, everybody knows marketing because we're surrounded by it. We live in it. Right. So everybody's got an opinion and I'm sure you find that internally, right? I mean, you know, Hey, why don't we do this? And they have an idea and they have an idea. And while all ideas are are welcome, sometimes you're like, maybe that's not the right, you know, based on my experience and my knowledge of of the company and what we do and how we do it as a brand manager. And you have to kind of write the ship and you have to keep it on course versus jumping off just because somebody has a, a crazy idea.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, kind of to, to that point. Yes, we, we all, as I mentioned, have parameters that we kind of have to focus around. But yes, you know, I say it with my own car, you know, I bring it to a the mechanic. They tell me the need, something needs to be fixed. I'm not a mechanic. I'm in marketing. You know, I, I take these my car to this person because they're a the professional. They know better. Uh Marketing, yes, we all have our opinions and they're all valued, but at the end, we still have, we have brand guidelines that we have to adhere to, you know, we have company colors that we have to adhere to, you know, and when you hire an outside agency, you show them these cards, you tell them, all right, this is my brand guidelines. This is my colors. Yes. To to Jackie's point earlier, you know, a they come back and say, Hey, your logo should be green that's not gonna happen. You know, our our logo is set colors. We have these parameters that we have to maintain too. So we're we're always willing to uh, listen to outside sources with the guidance that, yes, this is our brand. We have to keep it in a certain light, but we listen to the professionals when the professionals are willing to uh, raise their hand and help us, you know, we'd be foolish not to take uh, any bit of information and at least review it internally.
1: You know, you talked about it and Michael talked about it and I talked about it. And I think the thing we all three said was trust. It's about trusting your partner. And so when I think about the process that people sitting in your seat have to go through to um, to start to trust, you mentioned the Google search, you know, you're looking at case studies and testimonials, you're calling references, maybe they're using a search consultant, But at the end of the day, you want to make sure somebody else has already test-driven this agency or this provider to say they do good work so you can trust them too. Because if there's no trust in that relationship, then when the mechanic says you need new breaks, you're going to leave. You're going to go somewhere else, get a second opinion, uh, because you don't trust that they're looking out for your best interest. Instead, you think it comes back to fear, ego, greed. The three things that I think companies have to do everything possible to avoid.
2: Yeah, no, that's a, a fantastic point. Is yes, trust is the the number one pillar of business. It's the number one pillar of, I guess, any kind of relationship. If you think about it, you know, uh, you have to trust the, the the business that you're tying into. You have to trust them with a. There is money involved, so you're trusting them with the money that you're putting down. That they're going to use it wisely. That they're they're not going to do anything that's going to hurt your brand. You're not going to lose any kind of customers or prospects based off of this new outside agency that you're hiring so yes you're putting a lot of trust into somebody and that's why like testimonials are so important you know we have internally a testimonial uh, excel file and we we speak to our customers often we speak uh, our customers speak to us often and we ask them all the time can we grab a testimonial from you or if they send us a random email saying how great we're doing, we're saying, hey, can we use this as a testimonial? We get all the approvals. And this is when we go to, to market to, you know, try to go on bids with other, you know, competitors of ours. And we're trying to all bid on the same new business out there is we show them our testimonials. This is, you know, or of our customers who we're currently dealing with. but We show them the cards, we give them any references that they want to hear. So we trust a, that, you know, who we are as a brand, we trust who we're sending our, you know, testimonials to, but, uh, yeah, having trust overall is important for the uh, agency to the company relationship, you know, and as I mentioned, there, there wouldn't be a relationship, if there. was no trust there, and the relationship would end very quickly.
1: No, absolutely. You know, it's interesting that I didn't know that we were going to talk about trust today. Uh, You know, I kind of Mm -hmm. like to leave these conversations open to see where they go, but it makes me think about somebody I was talking to the other day um, who is a a marketing director at a really big company. And um, he said, you know, he wants to go build a relationship. He wants to uh, get to know new talent. And so that's how he approaches it. And he said, because I trust my decision-making and i trust my leadership and guidance with my partners um but he was telling me a story about somebody else at his company that doesn't have that same approach and so their thought process is i'm gonna go hire the most famous partner for every kind of thing we work in because then if something goes badly i can say but I use this really well known source. And so if, if it's on them, but it, they feel like if they um, use someone or leverage a, a, a source that's not as well known, then it's going to fall back on them if it's a problem. And so he was making fun of the guy uh, and about his approach. He's like, how do you not trust your own judgment? Yeah. So it's interesting. You got to work both sides of it.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. You know, I like, you know, it's one of those, like the, the saying is like, however you sleep at night, you know, and if I don't trust somebody, I don't think I'd be able to sleep at night. You know, uh, I, I would imagine I would come into work the next day and have to deal with a possible new headache each day. You know, I'd rather come into work each day and trust the, not only my teammates, but trust the agencies, <laughs> trust my vendors, trust my clients. I, I think that's a better way to live overall. And I think it, in marketing, when we touch so many different departments, I feel like we should be trusting everybody that we're working with. And I think if we hire, and then this is like a whole, you know, Pandora's box. If I go out and hire somebody who I don't trust, my teammates then probably won't trust me with my next hire. And then we just open up a big box of lost trust throughout the whole company. And I think that's more damaging than, than anything. Right. So, okay. Yeah. You might show me the shiny new penny of who the new hire is, but if I don't trust that person, then that, that will, that shine will lose pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. I think too, I know we're getting close to wrapping up here, but you know, one thing we talk a lot about with our, our razor branding process, um, our process, which is called razor branding, it centers around the promise, the brand promise. We talk about that. And, and that's a term that's used by a lot of different people, and it's basically a unique selling proposition to some. Um, we call it the promise because it it is a promise. And um, I think people are afraid of that word sometimes, and I, I don't understand it. I Like, why are, why are you afraid to promise that you're going to do something that that makes you special, you know? Um, and I think that trust only comes if you know that promise as a company, you know, and and everybody's on the same page with it. And clearly, you guys are, and I think that's impressive. Uh, like Jackie said earlier. Um, I'm not just saying that cause you're, you're, you're a guest, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's nice to hear that it's refreshing, but that doesn't happen by accident. You know, I mean, you don't have people that trust things and trust their teammates and their employees and their partners and all those things that doesn't happen unless you're all on the same page and you're all like reading off the same manual, you know? And like I said, it sounds like you guys have that in place, which is very positive.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, I think it all kind of just like this call kind of all goes in a big, uh, big loop more or less is you know when you walk through those doors each morning you know we try to stay positive you know we all trust each other we all trust that we're i I trust that i go down the hall and i'm going to get my answer answered my question answered more or less you know i trust that the information they're giving me is correct i trust that if they don't know the answer they'll get me the correct answer i don't want somebody who's just going to give me an answer just to make me happy I, i want the real answer So I trust everybody here and I I feel as though that they all feel the same way about me. You know, I don't know every answer. I I gotta be honest. But I said, if I don't know the answer up front, I'm going to find you that answer, you know, whether it's asking my teammates uh, in the marketing department or whether it's, you know uh, just being honest and saying, Hey, let me do some research in the industry. You know, it's all about honesty for a, a company. It's all about honesty for a brand. It's all about trust. It's all about building relationships. You know, these are all buzzwords that are said constantly, but guess what? The buzzwords are a reason because they matter. they They matter in our everyday conversations. They matter for business,
0: yeah.
1: Michael, did you just write down a deep thought? I saw you taking a furiously scribbled note.
0: I was thinking of a title for this podcast and I came oh. to, I was like <laughs> this is um Confessions of a Marketing Director. <laughs> I
1: like it. I like it. um, Sean. I cannot thank you enough for your time and your insight and your willingness to just share. Uh, I think that there's so many people who sit in a seat similar to yours and probably feel pretty alone most days. And so to know that everybody's kind of going through the same thing and to hear from somebody who's in the trenches, but um, looking at a bright blue sky in front of them, I think that's very uh, encouraging. So thank you for sharing your experiences. We appreciate you.
2: Hey, Jackie, not a problem. Uh, Michael, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Jackie, with that said, you know, there are people who feel alone. You know, I've worked in other companies before. And yes, people do feel like uh, marketing, there might be in a silo. Uh, Reach out to me. You know, I'm always here to to guide anybody, whether it be a professional question, whether it be career paths, you know, uh, any questions about any programs we're using. Uh, I'm here to help. You know, marketing, we are a niche community. We we should keep it that way. You know, uh, we should help each other out. Uh, it's a fun career path for anybody who's thinking about joining or just starting out in the marketing world. It is fun. You you wear many different hats, you do many different programs each day. Keep it fun. Uh, you are a professional, you're there for a reason, they trust you. Uh, so just feel free to reach out at any time. Happy to help.
1: Sean, that's so awesome and so generous. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, any last words? Anything I should have asked that I I, I didn't? Because I, I always try to go through my list.
2: Uh, no, Jackie, uh, this was a, a great uh, you know conversation. Uh, I, you know, I was happy to jump on here. You know, when I was given the opportunity, it was a, a yes right away. Uh, you guys have been great. There were many conversations throughout the last couple of months we've had. We've always enjoyed the conversation. You're you're a great team over there and uh hopefully this isn't the last one you know i'm happy to jump on and anytime you guys want to chat again or if anything changes in our career we can keep the conversation going but uh this was a a great professional podcast and i'm happy to help
1: so if i ever um need to replace my co-host you've just volunteered as tribute that's what i heard
2: (laughs) i i think that's what i was saying uh, just not saying it out loud
1: okay i like it sean application (laughs) received it's
0: it's always on the table it's always on the table (laughs)
1: No, Sean, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And to everybody listening, um, take him up on it. He's a man of his word. So reach out to Sean and uh, check out Service's new website. I think it's a good one. And thank y'all for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week.